and we back in this thing like we left something. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to this week's episode of I Got a Story to Tell. Y'all know how we do. Before we get going, because we at episode 40 now, the big 4-0, 40 of them things. Before we get going, I got to give someone their flowers. This week, I'm giving flowers to my Aunt Ella. Auntie Ella, I love you. You are one of the nicest, most beautiful spirits and beautiful individuals I've ever come across in my journey throughout life. Everybody who has come across you has nothing but glowing things to say. And everybody feels that way. Like you're just one of those people that their spirit is just... It's just something about your spirit that's beautiful, that's wonderful, that makes everybody feel at ease, makes everybody feel, you know, comfort. And that's who you are. I owe you a special thank you, a very special thank you. For the longest time, I was upset that after my mom passed, I didn't have a lot of pictures of my mother. When I was at your house last time in Cincinnati, and you start pulling out all them pictures, and I got to see all those old pictures, pictures that I had never seen of my mother. It really did something for my soul and my spirit. And I have to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. With that being said, y'all know what time it is. I got a story to tell. Let's go. In the year 2004, April 26th of 2004 to be exact, and I'll never forget this day, ever, 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 April 26th, 2004. Now, growing up in the 80s, because I got to go back, growing up in the 80s was so dope, right? Simple time, um, not a care in the world. Growing up, like I mentioned uh, in a previous episode, the exact episode is I can't I can't break dance in leather pants. I mentioned how my sister Trina, my older sister Trina, her vast knowledge and um, love for different music in the 80s really fed into me and gave me my love for different types of music, um, different artists, things like that. Right. So I remember vividly being a kid in the 80s and my sister's favorite artist was Prince. She loved Prince. Now she loved, of course, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, uh, Tears for Fears, uh, Cindy Lauper, Pet Shop Boys, Duran Duran. She loved all these people, right? She loved all the music of the 80s. But there was nobody that she loved more than Prince. I still remember my sister being 14 years old going to see Prince at Riverfront Coliseum in Cincinnati by herself. 
that was like one of the greatest days of her life. Being 14, my mother let her go downtown by herself to see Prince. Prince came to Cincinnati in the 80s on his Purple Rain tour for three nights. And a lot of people don't know, he also had a night that he did at Bogart's, which is a small club-like venue around that time too. But my sister got to go see him. I never forget that day. I never will forget seeing the movie Purple Rain, but more importantly, hearing the soundtrack to Purple Rain. The two songs on there that I loved more than anything were of course Purple Rain and the song Darling Nikki. Those were my shit. There was just something about the song Purple Rain in particular. At the end, when they just playing the music, right? And you hear the background singing, y'all know that, right? There's something about that shit This is like, damn. Like, I can remember vividly being a kid and focusing on that part. And it just was like, damn, this shit is amazing to me. So, let's get to the story. Like I said, it is 2004. It's mid-2004, and at the time, my brother and I are living in Tampa, Florida. We're living on Harbor Island. For those familiar with Harbor Island in Tampa, y'all know what it is. For those who don't, it's what they call a man-made island. Um, on this island is uh, a few high-rise um, apartment buildings, uh, a few condos and shit like that, and a few businesses, stores and restaurants and whatnot. It's one way on the island, one way off. For the high-rise buildings where we live, as the garage, the parking garage, has one way in the garage, one way out, right? Cool. It is mid-April of 2004. I'm chilling at the crib. I get a call from one of my homegirls, my homegirl, Corey. Shout out my girl, Corey. Corey hits me up. She say, Mike, I say, what's up, C? She says, hey, I don't know if Prince is coming to Tampa or anywhere in your vicinity. But if he does, you need to go sing. So at the time, Prince was on what's called the Musicology Tour. He had an album called Musicology, which I like too. And around that time also, he had this thing going where if you bought a ticket to come to the show to see him, you got a free copy of the CD. And there was a lot of hoopla, you know, should those count as record sales, all that old dumb shit, whatever. But I had the CD because I bought it and I used to I used to play it. So she tells me, she says, hey, the show was amazing. She's running down to show how dope it was. Now, she got the scene because Prince came to Ohio. He went to Columbus and Cincinnati. So she's telling me like, hey, it's a dope show. You really got to go see it. I'm like, I bet I'm giving it some serious thought at this point. Right after that, one of my boys from the crib called me. My boy D called me. He say, hey, Mike, I say, what's up? He say, nigga, I went and seen Prince. That shit was amazing. Now, mind you, my nigga D is like the ultimate hip hop fanatic, right? Like, honestly, I didn't even know he listened to anything other than hip hop. So I'm like, you went to see Prince? He like, yeah, you know, me and my girl went. She got tickets. We went. Man, that shit was amazing. Felt like I was a kid again. I'm like, word? Word. I'm like, damn, you're the second person to tell me this. He's like, man, I don't know who the first person was, but hey, you need to check him out if he come that way. I'm like, all right. So now I'm really thinking, like, damn, I might need to go see Prince. 
Now, at this time, now I've always loved going to concerts, live shows, whatever, right? I've seen a little bit of everybody. Um, at the time in Tampa, I'd only been to three concerts. The first concert I'd gone to was uh, like a, a smooth jazz concert to see Najee. The second concert I went to see while I was living in Tampa was NSYNC and um, what's her name? Christina Aguilera. Cool concert. The third concert, and I'm about to deviate real quick, but I'm going to come back to the story. Now, there was some discussion a little while ago. Y'all know we love verses, right? We love the verses thing. Now, that last verses shit with Ray J and I, that shit was trash. Man. But anyway. So there was this discussion for a while about who could Buster Rhymes have a versus with. And I know that was talk about T.I. for a minute. And when that whole conversation came up, I instantly said to myself, he, he would destroy T.I. I don't think anybody could really see him in a versus. Now hear me out. The reason I say that is not because the number of hits. There are people who have way more hits than Buster but the sheer, sheer performance and energy that Busta Rhymes gives. I don't know if anybody's ever seen Busta Rhymes in concert. It is one of the most amazing things you'll ever see. The energy that him and Spliff start, y'all know who Spliff is, his hype man. Him and Spliff together, the energy, the performance, the showmanship is second to none. So, my brother used to always tell me, the two greatest performers he's ever seen, like hip hop performers, the greatest show, were Buster Rhymes and LL Cool J. He was like nothing compares to it. So to my what I was to, to what I was saying, the third concert I went to see was Fifty Cent, and this is when Fifty was on the top, you know, top of the world when it came to to music. He had Get Richard Die Trying. He came to Tampa, but. The act that he had before him was Busta Rhymes. And I had never seen anything like that. We went to the concert. Busta Rhymes is the act before 50. I couldn't even tell you who went on before Bust. Busta Rhymes and Spliff Star came out there. And for about 35 to 40 minutes, they brought the house down. It was so much energy. Then 50 came out, and of course, you know, 50 had some cuts at the time, but he couldn't match the energy. And it was like, you went from this tremendous high to you start coming down. And like I said, 50 was the biggest thing in the world. So anyway, that was the third concert I had ever gone to. Or not ever gone to, but I had gone to while I was in Tampa. So now, let me get back to the story. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I need to possibly go see Prince. My brother comes in the crib one day. He said, hey, Mike. I said, what's up? It's like, you know Prince coming to uh, Tampa. I'm like, word? He said, yeah. I said, let me look at this. So I look into it. I said, yeah, he coming on the 26th. He was like, yeah. He's like, I'm about to see if I can get us some tickets. I'm like, all right. So for a couple days, he's searching. It's sold out. It is sold out. It ain't an empty seat in that bitch, right? He like, man, this shit sold out. He's like, man, we might have to fly somewhere and go see him. I said, all right. He's like, what about Vegas? I'm like, 
Oh, hell yeah. Let's go see him in Vegas. So we start looking into going to see him in Vegas. Couple more days pass. One of my brother's boys who has a hookup on everything. I mean, on everything. If you need something, Pete got it. So Pete hits up Kev, they're talking. My brother comes in the room, he say, Mike, I might have a way for us to go see Prince. I'm like, okay, bet. Couple days pass, he comes back. He say, hey, there's a guy that has a suite at the concert. He's trying to sell it. He's like, he won't like five grand for it. He's like, you know, it's the suite, it's, you know, food, liquor, you know, private bathroom, you know, TVs in there. Um, you can sit inside and watch the, the show or you can step outside in the little seats down there and watch. The, I'm like, all right. He's like, I might go ahead and cop it. I said, okay. Couple days pass. My brother comes to my room. He say, hey, what's up? Say, nigga, we going to see Prince. I say, word? He say, word. I said, say no more. Now, first thing in my mind, what I'm going to throw on to be in this thing, right? What am I going to wear? Days leading up to the show, I ain't figured out what I'm going to wear to the Prince show. Finally, the day of the concert. Like, I can't sleep the night before. I'm like, nigga, I'm about to go see Prince. The day before, I could, or the night before, I couldn't sleep. I'm excited. I'm like a kid. The next day, I wake up early. I say, I'm going to give me some breakfast. I'm going to International Mall. I got to find me something to wear. So I get up, go get something to eat, get some coffee. Go straight to International Mall. Go to Nordstrom. I get these Roberto Cavalli jeans that I saw that were so dope. So I get that. I'm still looking around the mall. I ended up getting those jeans, a pair of Ferragamo shoes. They were sneakers. A white t-shirt that had the album cover. Well, not the cover, but y'all remember, I don't know how many people had the album, the Thriller album itself, the Michael Jackson album, Thriller. When you open it up, there's a picture of him laying down in the white suit and he has the like uh, tiger cubs on the floor with him. So on the t-shirt is that. It's Michael Jackson with the Tiger Cubs. And I had this maroon and white little jacket. So that's what I'm wearing to the show, right? I fly home. I fly home. I put my bags up. I say, all right, I'm about to run a few more errands. Then I'm coming home. I'm getting dressed. Like, I can't focus really because I'm so like, I'm so locked in on this experience, right? So I'm running errands, running errands, running errands. I get back to the crib. It's probably about maybe 4.30, maybe 4.30. I'm sitting around the house for a while. Now I know they opening the doors at like six. I gotta be in there. I gotta be in there. Get to the crib, sitting around. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Nigga, I got Prince music playing so loud in the crib. Oh, I got, uh, nigga, I'm singing. I'm singing Prince. All the cuts, jamming, loud. I finally get dressed. I call my brother. I say, hey, 
because he has some errands to run too. I call him. I say, hey, I'm at the crib. He like, hey, I'm on my way to the house. I'm going to get ready. He was like, just go ahead and I'll meet you over there. I was like, bet. Because I was like, doors open at six. I'm trying to be in that thing at six. He was like, I got you. He was like, well, go ahead. He was like, I'm on my way to the crib. I said, all right, bet. So I shower, smelling good, looking good, check my fit in the, in the mirror 25 million times. I'm like, oh, I think I'm finna be in this thing, right? So I get dressed. I go to the parking lot. I'm pulling out the, uh, the garage. As I'm pulling out, I see a Mayflower moving truck, like kind of turning in to where like the street to go where the um, the garage is. So I, I'm like, damn, this dude taking long to turn this corner because the streets are narrow and he's taking long to like make that turn. And I mean, he got a, a big ass trailer on the back. So I'm like, shit. So I got to back up to let him turn some more. Back up, let him turn some more. Back up, let him turn some more. I'm like, shit. At this point, it's probably 540. So I'm like, man, show start at 7. So I'm like, man, this dude got to come on, man. Now I know I'm not about to be late, but I'm just so anxious to get there. Finally, we get it situated. He finally gets the truck pulls down by the garage i'm pulling out i leave i get off the island headed to the concert i get to the concert park walk in they the the usher leads me up to the suite i get in is liquor everywhere is food everywhere i'm just standing there like oh my god i walk forward in front you know the glass area with the seats you know the sliding doors with the seats i can look down and see the stage it's just like a, almost like a, it, it looks like a cross or maybe an X right there in the middle of the floor. I'm like, damn. I fixed me a drink, Captain and Mo Captain Morgan and Coke. And I'm just walking around. I'm like, oh my God. People coming in. It's getting, you know, more packed, more packed, more packed. So I look at my, my watch. I'm like, damn. It's 6.30. Show started at 7. I call my brother. I'm like, Kev, what's up? Like, where you at? He like, nigga, I'm leaving out the crib right now. Now, from our crib to where the, the, the concert was, was maybe 10, 15 minutes at, at best, right? So I'm like, all right, bet. I'm like, I'm here, you know, cool. He like, all right, bet. Um, it gets to be 6.45. I call him. I said, kid, what's up? Where you at? He say, nigga, it's a Mayflower moving truck blocking the garage. I say, oh, yeah, dude was pulling in when I was leaving. He's like, nobody can get their cars out of the garage. He's like, all of us are standing here trying to get out the garage. This Mayflower truck, we can't get out. The dude who was driving the truck is not in the truck. Nobody can find it, right? So I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, when you get out, just, just rush over here. He's like, all right, man. Man, seven o'clock. Prince is in the middle of that X cross thing. It's lit up purple. The nigga look like he got on some white, like silky pajamas. I say, oh shit, he's here. Man, 
the nigga Prince had the white silky pajamas on, playing the guitar and shit. He just hey, 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 playing the shit. His band is out there. They got on the all white Frankie Beverly shits too, right? I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm in awe. Like I'm looking at him and it's smoke around the nigga, right? I'm like, oh shit. Like I'm looking at like a mythical figure almost. I'm like, oh shit. Like I'm quiet. He playing the guitar, playing the songs and shit. I'm like, damn, I'm in the same room with this nigga Prince. Even though it's a big ass arena, I'm in the same room with Prince. I don't care what y'all say. He playing, he going through his songs. I'm like, oh my God, this, this can't be real. So then I start tripping thinking like, damn, am I drunk? Like, because I'm feeling like, like, I don't know if y'all have ever felt this, right? I'm feeling like I'm in, like, I'm, I feel like I'm looking at like, like Jesus almost, right? I'm like, oh shit. And I promise y'all, y'all don't think I'm tripping. And when Charlemagne the God said, when he saw Prince, he swore the nigga was floating. Man, I swear this nigga was floating, man. I, man, this nigga wasn't walking. I seen the smoke and I seen him moving around stage, but it was like, you know what I'm saying? It was like this nigga was just like, like hovering. I said, oh my God. He going through the cuts. But nigga, he got to the song, shh. Y'all know the song that Tevin Campbell sang. Break it down. That shit. Man, Prince started singing that shit. Oh my God. Man, listen. Because when I was in high school, that song, I had it on every mixtape. Every mixtape compilation I had, shh, was on there. If y'all ain't never heard it, go listen to it. Is shh, S-H-H-H. Like, you know how a nigga be like, shh, but not shh, shut up, but like, shh. Nigga, Prince got the singing that? Oh my God. I said, oh, nigga. Somebody, daughter, auntie, mama, or sister is finna get it tonight because Prince in here singing, shh. I said, oh, Lord. He going through all his cuts. This concert is amazing. He's singing all the songs from when I was a kid. And I'm feeling like, like it's doing something to me, like to my spirit that I'm like, oh shit. I feel like Lil Mikey in the Faye Apartments again. Like it was all that shit coming back with these songs. The music, the band is, is amazing. And that was the one thing I really start noticing too. He stopped the show. He's talking, right? And I never forget this. He said, this is real music being played by real musicians. And I was like, nigga, you right. You are right. Because he's giving each musician their time to shine. Whether it's the guitar, the bass, the drums, the background singers, whatever. I'm like, man, this shit is amazing. I called my brother. I said, kid, what the fuck? He like, Mike, we can't go anywhere. This truck is not moved. So at this point, he's conceded that he's about to miss the whole show, right? That he's about to miss Prince. This nigga's pissed. 
He's upset. He's sad. He's mad. All that shit. I'm like, all right, man. So we get off the phone. I'm sad because I'm not being able to enjoy this experience with my brother, right? But fuck it. It's Prince. So I'm making the best of it. The night goes on. Now, mind you, nigga ain't had no opening act. That nigga was the opener, the middle, the setup man, and the closer and headline, right? I, and honestly, who, I mean, who do you get to open up for you? Like, you Prince, nigga. So it makes sense. Like, why would I have somebody open up? Because anybody that opens up that ain't fucking, I mean, fucking Stevie Wonder or fucking Michael Jackson, you know, God rest his soul. It's going to be like, damn, people going to be like, man, get this nigga off the stage, man. Get the prince. You know what I'm saying? So he he was right. It's just him. Man, listen. The show goes on. He closes the show out. When I tell you, everybody in that arena, and this is no exaggeration, no exaggeration. If you want, you can go to YouTube and watch somebody film that concert from that night. If you don't believe me, what I'm about to say, go check it out. For about eight to 10 minutes straight after Prince closed it out, people in that arena stood on their feet, clapped, yelled, and screamed and whistled like in appreciation for eight to 10 minutes, right? If you don't believe me, Go look up Prince Musicology Tour, Tampa, Florida, April 26, 2004. Go look it up. Go through the entire video, go right toward the end and watch what I'm telling you to be true. I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you because I was there and God know what I'm saying is true. People stood up, clapped, yelled, cheered, and whistled and screamed. And I ain't talking about, you know, where you clapping, you're whistling, you're screaming, and then eventually it tails off. Uh-uh. They did that at the consistent, like, the same level for that period of time. It didn't die off and come back or die off and just stay. No, no. People gave Prince his flowers and his love that night, and I was one of them. All of a sudden, he comes back out. He got the purple guitar and he didn't change the outfit. Because right before that, it was like, you know, thank you. Good night, Tampa. And that was enough. That was enough. He left it all out there on the stage. Everybody appreciated, went crazy. But people had to give him his love. He came back, y'all. He had changed his outfit. And he had the purple guitar. And that nigga hit that guitar. I never meant to cause you any sorrow. Hey, he starts singing Purple Rain. Man, listen. I damn near wanted to cry. I ain't even gonna front. I ain't gonna hold you. I wanted to cry. He starts singing Purple Rain. And I'm like, oh my God. It felt like I was a little kid again listening to that soundtrack. 
And I was like, oh my God. And the lights in the house were up a little bit. So you could see people. I could look and see people, look over, see people. And he's playing it and he's singing it and he's singing it and he's singing it and he's singing it. And he gets to that part. That ending part where it's the the music and the background singers are. That and they start. And everybody in the crowd is. I'm like, oh shit. I'm standing up. I got my, y'all know, wave your hand in the air. Wave like this, don't care. That shit, right? The side to side, one arm slow wave, right? Niggas is doing that. I'm in there. I'm a hood nigga from the Fay Apartments, right? But Prince has 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 done something to my soul. Well, I done forgot all of that. I'm like, oh shit. I look to my right, down in the crowd, it's white people, black people, Asians, Hispanics, it's all, everybody. And I'm sitting there looking like, damn, everybody love this nigga Prince, right? Side to side, they sing. They do the extended. It's like they had that shit on loop. And that's the part I think like was touching everybody, right? I think that part is always like people have always loved that part of the song. And I look over to my left and there's a swole brolic nigga in a G unit wife beater. Y'all remember the G unit wife beaters? They weren't like the regular ones. They was the, you know, they was cut a little different, had little design stripes on the, on the, the parts that went over your shoulders and had G unit on the front. It's a swole nigga in there in a G unit wife beater. And this nigga has tears streaming down his face. He not on no, he not on that. He not crying, making noise, but he's, his spirit has been touched by Prince. And he doing the, that, he doing that, waving his arm with tears streaming down his face. I'm like, damn. Prince made dude in the G-Unit wife be to cry. I said, oh yeah, bruh different. Bruh different. This dude different. And what's crazy, he gets done singing the song. He says goodnight for the second time. Walks off. The band is still playing Purple Rain. The crowd is still singing. They still doing that part. Side to side. And I'm looking around. Ain't nobody moving. Ain't nobody leaving nowhere. Band still playing. They still singing. It's going on for the longest. I'm like, oh, shit. And then I look and somebody else was crying. And I'm like, damn. Hands in the air. Side to side, hands in the air, waving them side to side, singing. And that's when I realized Purple Rain was a gospel song and I just went to church. <laughs>